Welcome to episode number 43 of The Thermal. I'm your host, Harry Tenkate. In this episode of The Thermal, a primer on the upcoming World Gliding Championships in Narromine, Australia. I speak with contest organizer Beryl Hartley. And when Beryl says things are good to go for the contest, you better believe it. Dutch competitor Jeroen Verkal will be flying a JS3. He'll talk about the challenges of flying in the hot Australian conditions. That's all on episode number 43 of The Thermal. The Standard Class, 15-meter class, and Club Class World Gliding Championships will be held in Narromine, New South Wales, Australia from November 2nd to December 16th of this year. Contest organizer Beryl Hartley is a force to be reckoned with. She has been overseeing all airfield and contest preparations for the championships and is a busy woman. I reached her at the airfield in Narromine, Australia. Hello, Beryl. Nice to chat with you again. Oh, I'm delighted to. I've got this invitation. It's wonderful. <laughs> so, listen, are you ready for the worlds? Are you? Do you have you got all your T's crossed and I's dotted? Is everything ready to go? Oh, we're ready to go. We're absolutely, totally ready to go. Right, we've got the best team. We've got 60 volunteers. They'll all start flooding in this week. Right, contest director turns up on Thursday. All the chiefs and the team leaders turn up on the weekend. Right. Right. And we'll really be getting into it. The, some of the containers are arrived. The pi international pilots are drifting in. Right. So uh, we're, we're really, we've already started. So what, what exactly is your role uh, at this contest, Beryl? So my original role and the one that I'm do, doing now, right, is I'm the organiser. Okay. All right. So I put in the bid. I dealt with everything up to the stage where we started getting lots of other people involved. Um, the first lot of work, of course, is to get the bid done, make sure we've got financial backing for it, right, and then to get all the right people in the right places. Right. right. Now, th this, and, isn't, um, this isn't well, your first time sorry. at the rodeo. You've done this before. <laughs> I did. We had the Junior World Conference in here in 2015. Right? And that was why I was encouraged to bid for this one. Right. Um, you know, but some of those juniors are now seniors and they're saying, put your hand up and do this. And I'm thinking, well, you know, we're a small regional town in New South Wales. I'm not sure we have the capacity. We're a very small gliding club, regional gliding club. But I put in the bid and I must say, I didn't have a lot of expectation that it would be successful. Mm -hmm. um, the cost of coming to Australia is, is you know, it's very expensive to come out here. It's an expensive championship. And so, uh, you know, it was, it was wonderful that, that we uh, we were selected. But at so the same, we're at the the same time, the conditions are yeah. fantastic, usually. Well, I think they're coming for the weather. Yeah, and yeah. they're coming because it's winter at home and they come and have holidays in Australia, right, and... Yeah, so it, it's that adventure of going you know, across so the world to another site. You just yeah. touched on Narromine a little bit. It's it's a small country town, but describe the airfield to me and the local surroundings. This is the most historic regional airport in Australia. It's yeah. 103 years old. Huh. It's just an extraordinary, it has its own extraordinary history. And, and I can is... spend the next hour 
telling you about that. And what, what's the most <laughs> famous thing about I mean, narrow mind? Well, I think that a couple of things jump out when you look at the timing of it. So the first London to Sydney air race, right? This was the airport that they landed at, um, right? This there was only two airports is in, in regional that New Dutch South DC Wales. three landed there, right? Yeah. Or the DC two, the the no, 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 no. This was this is a Vickers Vimy, right? This is the great adventure. This is nineteen nineteen. Oh, okay, right? okay. I mean, this is. The, these are the first big adventures in aviation where they actually left shores and flew across oceans. Wow. All right. So, I mean, you know, we were we were in the history books then. And then when World Tour War II came along, right, this was one of the big training bases. They trained 8,200 8, young men from here. Oh, okay. Right? So you've got and that's a big when they built what we now have and... as the modern airport. Yeah. 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 So they built this proper airport. I mean, there were engineers. No money was a, of concern. They were just building a proper airfield, right? Yeah. And they've built a magical airfield. Where I've right. flown around here. So uh, we've inherited that. Is it one of those classic World War II triangle uh, airfields with three runways? Oh, it was two big, two big hard runways. Okay. And then they had lots of little uh, outposts that they would take the aircraft off and hide them in case there was any attack. Okay. And a whole lot of Bellman hangars and, uh, uh, you know, the Air Force Base and the parade ground and, and, and the whole thing, right? So uh, our museum, we've got a very important aviation museum on the airfield, right? And that tells the history of this field. Okay. But it's it's ideal for a gliding contest because it sounds like you've got lots of tarmac and places to rig and st store gliders. It sounds ideal. Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> right, and I mean the best thing about this, we don't have any RPT traffic, so Dubbo is twenty minutes away, and it's a major inland city, right? So it gets all the regular, regular transport, uh, aviation transport. Okay. So we don't have any RPT coming in here. This is this is predominantly a sport aviation field. So how far away are you from Melbourne and Sydney? Oh, we're a long way away, thank goodness. So we are in the middle, pretty much, of New South Wales. Okay. So we have open skies, right? So we can fly up into Queensland. We can fly down to Victoria. This is a regular site for the 1,000K diplomas, right? We've had people who've flown you know, over 11,000 kilometres out of here in triangular flights, right? When the weather is good, right, when the good pilots are here, right, we have fantastic conditions. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed that it happens for the worlds. Well, it's looking good. I mean, you know, we had a very wet season last year, mm. and thank goodness with due COVID, we didn't have it last year because the original timing was to have been uh, at that time. Right. And Australia and the East Coast, right, we suffered a, a, a lot of flooding. It was very wet all over the place. But all the forecasting for this year is that it's, uh, it'll be dry, 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 and hot. So from your point of view, what's, what's the biggest challenge when putting on a contest like this? Well, putting on a contest like this in Australia, the biggest challenge is to say to people from overseas, please come and fly with us, and we know that we don't have enough aircraft in Australia to meet your needs for hired aircraft. So right. you're going to have to ship them up into containers and send them to us. Right. My expectation when I did the original budgeting is that we would get 60 entries. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard economic. 
times all around the world, you know. And and, and, uh, and I'm thinking if we get seventy nineteen. Wow. Mm. I know. So then we had to rush out, get more tugs, get you know, really ramp up what we were going to need, right? Uh, because uh, we had eighty up until pretty much the final close-off date when one of them had to cancel due a family issue. Right. But we ended up with seventy-nine official entries. And that's in the three classes: the the standard class, yeah. the club and class, and the fifteen-meter uh, uh, 15 15 racing class. Right. Yeah. And they're pretty much single aircraft classes. I mean, it's extraordinary when you look. You should go and have a look at the uh, at the at our website, right, and look at the entries. And uh, it's sort of a JS class in 15 meter, mm-hmm. right? It's sort of an Alice Discus class in the standard class, and it's an ASW 20 class in the in the club class. You know, so it's uh, you know people are picking the good aircraft for all that particular class, so right. it's really quite interesting. Our website is uh, is very easy. It's just the WGC2023.com.au. And all of the championships information 2023.com. WGC. That's it. Okay, I'll make and, sure I put that and out. And we'll have, yeah, put that out. We'll have our new trackers running, Okay. right? And so people will be able to sit and watch the race. Too much. I just wanted to, because there are a lot of people that listen to this podcast who are beginning glider pilots and stuff um, who haven't been flying in contests. So the, the standard class, uh, 15 meters, thick, no flaps, right? That's the, the standard class. Like a, okay. yeah. Yeah. And then you've got 15 meters. It's meter a 15 class. meter unflapped class. Yeah. And then 15 meter, the racing class is a 15 meter flap class. Right. Right, and your club class is the older gliders, right? right? So those gliders that that don't really meet that high cost and high standard for competing at that level, club class is uh, for the uh, older generation of aircraft, and so it allows for a lot of entry, um, particularly at a junior level, right? Right. I mean, we're delighted that the two flying our club class are both juniors this year. Fantastic. And that's a lot of stuff like standard or just jantars and labels and that kind of thing, right? Yeah, well, the top, of, the, the top of the the sort of top of it now, right, are these ASW twenties. Okay, okay, which are fantastic gliders. Yeah. They're, they're great gliders. Oh, yeah, but honey, they are just not as good as the new JS whatever, right? right? Right. So, you know, they're not competitive, right? Right. But they are definitely competitive at that club class level. Right. Now, are there any hometown pilots, uh, any favorites? I know Matthew Scudder won the juniors there, I think. What was it, 2016? You, were, you won't believe this, but Matthew Scudder did not make our team. No. Hmm? Huh. Yes, I know. I know. We had our national championship for selection in March of this year. And numbers one and two in each class went through, and Matthew Scudder was number three in his oh, class. You know what? I probably read I that mean, somewhere. If you look, That's too bad. I know. If you look at the number three in each class, you'll go, oh, my goodness. No, because the number three in every class was mm. a fantastic pilot and, and had, would have had no problems right, competing in the world championship. Hmm. Um. One question, 
I, I'm assuming there are no Russian pilots because of the war and embargoes and all of that. They're not allowed to come. No, but we have no, no, but but we have sponsored and supported an entry from Ukraine. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Was there a GoFundMe yeah. campaign? So I mean, and that's hard. Oh well, it's hard because you you know how difficult it is. But they have um um. So, they, they they needed some help to do that, yep. right, to get out of there. And then they're still needing help because because what we've got at the moment, go see Arnie, yeah. what we've got at the moment is that they're saying to us, you know, it's a little bit difficult because someone who had planned to come has now been called up to military service and so they've had to change a few things. But, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's difficult for them, but they clearly want to come and we're absolutely going to support them. Fantastic. Well, I sure, yeah, that's a, a really good thing to be doing. Uh, those people need all the help they can get, so that's great. So, so we've got a great team. We've got 66, just over 60 volunteers. They come from all over Australia. Five of them come from the Czech Republic. Okay. That are volunteers working here and helping us. Right, They've taken on all sorts of roles. Generally, my job is to find a a team leader, right, a chief, right, and say, uh, this is your area. This is give you the resources. Um, they understand their role. They're all very good people. They go out and they find their helpers. So, as they, you know, those chiefs get their Indians and then they know they're, who they're working with. They're choosing their own people. So they know who's competent, who has done it before, who they can work with. Right. And that has just worked so well. That it's all about delegating, right, when you're in charge. Yeah, um, by the time I get to it, I should have one little role, <laughs> all right? This is my plan. Uh, let's see how that works. So I will be sitting on the task setting committee, yeah. um, and uh, everyone everyone will just be, you know, Mike, our, Mike Durant, our contest director, is a super organiser, right? And so he will just be, you know, Look over everything. Keep make sure everyone's doing their their particular role. We've got a whole week of run up practice to do it, right? And so I think that we'll be starting next weekend, right? We're starting early. We're ensuring that we've got all the paperwork done, and we're ensuring everybody can get a warm welcome when they turn up. And it should be just easy to register, scrutiny area, get down on the line, and start flying. Yeah. We've got a fantastic opening ceremony planned right and we'll have entertainment at that and the closing ceremony we've got a little bit of an air show at the closing ceremony so all the ceremonies should work very well right i I think all that planning yeah before i let you go i'm I'm going to be talking to a dutch pilot later uh jeroen who's going to be uh on his way to australia in the next week or so and he's going to be flying down there these guys are used to flying in Europe where the temperatures are milder, the conditions aren't as great usually. What advice do you have for pilots like Jeroen who are coming from, you know, these nations like uh, like Holland? When it comes we've to temperatures. We've got a massive and... amount. Yeah, we've got a massive amount of information for them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we understand that because we are a regular site for people who come from Europe to fly with us every summer. Yeah. And we understand they're coming out of very cold conditions into extremely hot conditions. We understand that it takes seven days for their body to be totally acclimatized, right? We understand the danger associated with that when they come and fly in Australia. So we are very, 
well informed of, of how to deal with it, right? And we will be dealing with it while they're here, right? It's important that safety is our first concern. 100%. So our tag for this competition is safe, fun, and fair. Perfect. Right? So safety comes first. They should be, when they turn up, they're meeting smiling faces and everybody's here to help them, right? And it must be a fair competition, right? So that's our, that's our little motto. All our people are running around with their little safe, fun, fair tags yeah. on, yeah. right? And that's our priority. Well, Beryl, uh, thank you for organizing this for all the pilots that are coming down there. And uh, I do hope you have a very safe and fun contest. And, uh, and I hope you get a chance to enjoy yourself as well. Oh, I love it. I'm just looking forward so much to catching up with all old gliding friends and making a lot of new ones. Sounds fantastic. So uh, that's my goal for the competition, right? And if I can achieve that, I'll be a happy person. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Beryl, it's uh, <laughs> lovely chatting with you again, and uh, good luck. Okay, thank you, honey. Okay, cheers, bye. Take care. Okay, you too, bye-bye. Beryl Hartley is the contest organizer for the Worlds. She spoke to me from Narromine, Australia. To follow the contest, go to wgc2023.com.au. That's wgc2023.com.au. You'll find all of the important links to follow the contest in real time, although depending on where you live, it may mean getting up in the middle of the night. The Thermal Podcast is proud to support the Made in Canada automated task scoring platform, Proving Grounds. Developed by a team from the QNIM Gliding Club in Alberta, it's designed to safely turn novice glider pilots into true cross-country soaring pilots. And it really works. Proving Grounds has proven hugely successful and is now in use in Canada, Europe, the United States and New Zealand. Check out episode number 15 of The Thermal, where I interviewed co-founder Patrick McMahon. For more information, go to their website, which is SoaringTasks.com. That's SoaringTasks.com. Dutch competition pilot Jeroen Verkaal is competing at the Worlds in the 15-meter class, which is the class for high-performance flat ships. Jeroen is a member of the Gelderse Gliding Club, and I've reached him in Heemstede, the Netherlands. Hello, Jeroen. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, uh, thank you, Harry, for the invite. Now, you're getting on a plane soon to head for Australia. How are you feeling? Are you excited, nervous? G give me a sense of uh, what you're thinking. Uh, always excited uh, to go to a competition. Um, maybe even a little bit nervous. Um, and it's also a bit of a mixed feeling because I will be uh, gone for uh, almost a month away from the family. So that's a long time. You've got a couple of little kids? Yes, there are seven and nine. So, uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> I've seen pictures of them in your glider, I think. Sorry? I, I think I've seen photographs of your kids around the glider or in the glider. Yes. Um, yeah, they went to a lot of competitions already. Right. So, um, and of course, uh, I'm away for, uh, for work uh, as well, but not that long. And your kids aren't old enough to crew for you, unfortunately. <laughs> no, and furthermore, they have to go to school. Yeah, <laughs> details. 
Hey, so have you flown in Australia before? Or are you aware of the, con- I mean, you're obviously aware of the conditions, but the heat, you know, it's not Holland. No, uh, it's uh, definitely not Holland. Um, it's a lot uh, warmer in Australia, even hot. I don't like the heat, but I must say, uh, getting older um, makes me um, more comfortable uh, with the, the, with the warm weather. So, really? yes, but still, I probably, especially because of the time difference, I probably need at least a week to get used to uh, every uh, everything, the heat, the time difference. Right. Um, so what do you, you're flying the JS3 down there, which is an awesome glider. So you've got a great ship. Um, what do you think your biggest challenge is going to be when you're in this competition? Uh, I think the competitors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a strong competition. I saw that uh, the numbers one and two uh, um, of the world ranking leagues are in my uh, class as well. So um, I think that will be a challenge. Right. And uh, for the rest, I know the glider. Um, you asked me before if I ever flew in Australia. I did. I, I went to the World Championships in uh, in Benalla, and I flew just a fun flight from uh, Cordoba. Okay. As well, yeah. So you're used to the topography, the geography, and and the dry heat that uh, can really used cook to you. is is a big word, but. Um, I flew in a lot of countries, um, so um, that makes me like a bit more of an all-round competitor. Right, right. Yeah. So t- t- the JS3, how long have you had it, and uh, have you won any competitions with it? Uh, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, JS3, I have it now for like two and a half years. Okay. Um, so early, early in the relationship. Yes, but I flew it before because I uh, rented one before mm-hmm. in the, for the World Climbing Championships in 2018 in the okay. Czech Republic. Okay. I love the glider. Handles well, responsive. Yeah, um, I used to own a, a JS1 uh, C, so the, the open class as well, and. Um, I always loved the uh, ASG 29 the best to fly, uh, but I like the JS3 even a little bit more. Huh. Yeah. Well, they've certainly done well uh, there in South Africa. So, um, and they've just got an open class glider out now too. Yeah. Yeah, that's out of my league, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the spans a little bit. I think it's 24 meters. I think. 24. Yeah, yes. Crazy. So your your glider, it's did you put it obviously in a container? Is it already a narrow mine? Where is it right now? Well, actually, mine is not in a container. Um, the other gliders of the Dutch team, um, they are in the container, and we are still waiting for the confirmation of if it's on the airfield. Um, but I I'm renting a glider. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. So have you got a JS three down there that you're renting? Yes. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Yeah. That's... I got a bit lucky there yeah. because I think uh, lots of people wanted to rent it, but I just got lucky. Right. Good for I you. I always get lucky with those things. Yeah. 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 So while you, you mentioned the Dutch team, so their containers coming in, how many uh, members of the Dutch team are going to be competing? Uh, a total of five. Okay. And uh, yeah, 
there's a, there's a guy from, from Belgium also in the container. So there's six gliders in the container. Mm -hmm. I'm always amazed how, you know, Holland is a small country population wise and everything, but you guys really hit above your weight when it comes to attending gliding competitions. And it's, it's a super popular sport in Holland. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I'm asking that myself as well. Um, I don't know. I can't tell you. It, maybe it's something to do with uh, how the Dutch culture is integrated with competition. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, but yeah, for the, no idea. But for the number of gliding pilots and uh, yeah. or glider pilots in Holland, it's it's uh, numerically pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, the world ranking leagues. We're number seven. Mm -hmm. We're always around number seven, and as we are such a small country with such bad weather, <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe it's that. It's the bad weather. It's good <laughs> practice. So, uh, when do you when do you get to Narromine? Are you leaving in the next couple of days? Yes, I'm leaving on uh, Monday. Okay, this coming Monday, which is coming Monday, the nineteenth. Yeah. Okay. So I'll arrive at the 22nd because, of course, you lose a little bit, uh, a little bit of time of the time difference. And then we'll, uh, oh, we're heading with a good friend of mine. Um, I've known him for years. He's uh, living in uh, Sydney for, uh, well, he's living in Australia now for seven years. And uh, he will be my, my helper, my retriever, mm -hmm. and nice. go together to, uh, to Narromine. Great, great. It's always nice to have somebody on the ground that uh, you can connect with. He has, yeah, and uh, he has also been a lot of help uh, because he's, you know, uh, food on the ground, so to say. Yeah. Uh, he went to Narrow Mine as well with his club, so uh, he could arrange a couple of things for us. That's so accommodation. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Hey, tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get involved in gliding? <laughs> uh, I started when I was uh, 15 years old, and um, I wanted to fly. Uh, but I couldn't afford it. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I saw this ad uh, about a, a gliding um, course uh, for only two weeks. And I thought, you know, I can afford that if I work uh, hard for it. So I did that and I fell in love uh, right away. So um, I, I, at first I thought, you know, gliding is like, oh, it has, doesn't have an engine. So, but you know, it's the only thing I can afford. Let's let's just do it. It's not what I want, but uh, but I see it the other way around since then. <laughs> in in the sense that gliding is a pure form of, of gliding or aviation, and, and you're in love with it, exactly. still in love with it. Yeah, exactly, it's um, a bigger challenge. You're, you always have to work with the with the weather. Right. Now, I, I saw that for a living, you you uh, fly silver cigar tubes around? <laughs> yeah, Brazilian cigar tubes <laughs> at this moment. Okay. Yes, I um, uh, I did my training at uh, the KLM Flight Academy. And when I was finished, uh, they didn't have work at KLM. So uh, I ended up at uh, Lufthansa, okay. uh, the German uh, main airline. And I've been working there for 22 years now. And they completely support what you're doing, I would imagine. Uh, um, well, they used to support it a little bit better. Uh, we actually got some extra days off, and um, now it's just you know I have to get my vacation. And uh, when it's tricky, I try to ask 
you know, it's for a world gliding championship and maybe that helps a little bit, but um, it's just, I'm, you know, just a number over there. I right, don't know, right. like five, 6,000 pilots. So. Really? Well, yeah. look, in the big picture you're going, so it's all good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to try and get in touch with you once the competition is over. I'll be watching online, uh, live when I can, with all the time differences around the world. So I, I wish you all the best. Good luck. Hope you have a really safe contest, you and everybody else that's going there. Um, and based yeah. on Beryl Hartley that I spoke to, I think you guys are yeah. in good hands. Yeah, well, I believe so too. Um, uh, I think it's in everybody's interest uh, to keep it safe. We all want to go home uh, for Christmas, right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Harry. Okay, Jeroen. Take care, and uh, we'll chat with you uh, in a month or six weeks, something like that. We all do. Okay. Nice to meet you. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Jeroen Verkal spoke to me from Heemstede, the Netherlands. That's it for episode number 43 of The Thermal. I will be back again late December with another show that will include an interview with Ace Jonkers about the new open-class 24-meter ship that was recently unveiled in South Africa. Thanks for all the positive feedback. The podcast has a growing and loyal audience. I've met a number of pilots this past summer who have come to fly in Invermere, BC, who tell me they listen to the show on their long drives to the airfield. If you like what you hear, please leave a review with your favorite podcast provider and as many stars as you think the show deserves. The more likes and reviews, the more exposure the podcast will get. Finally, if you have any good interview ideas, please let me know. I can be reached at the Thermal Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. That's the Thermal Podcast at gmail.com. The show was produced with the help of producer Yet Belgraver. Thanks for centering the thermal. We will see you next time. I'm Harry Tenkate. Fly safe.